Welcome to Follow, a Latter-day Saint scripture poetry podcast. My name is Mary Jane Rice. Thank you for joining me today. The reading this week is Matthew chapter 14, Mark chapter 6, and John chapters 5 and 6. The poem I'm sharing today was inspired by Jesus' discussion with some of his disciples after he fed the 5,000, as recorded in John chapter 6, verses 26 through 69. If you'd like to read along, you can find this poem on my website at maryjanerice.com. Let's begin. Peter Will you also go away? He was always asking difficult questions. When your belly is satisfied, what bread will you crave? In the kingdom of heaven, where no one goes hungry, will you forget to eat? I was empty all my life, the pit of me always hollow, whatever my nets hauled in, until he came with his hard sayings, course after course. I chewed, swallowed, digested. Now meals seem scraps, eating a fast. Surely he sees how he fattens my bones, flows through my veins like milk and honey. When you are all my living, where else can I go? This poem is a conversation between Peter and Jesus, interspersed with Peter's reflection on his experiences with Jesus. It was specifically inspired by two questions. The first is from the scripture that I noted when some of Jesus' disciples left off following him because of some difficult doctrine he was teaching. More on that later. He asked the twelve if they would also leave. I guess because some of them were struggling with the doctrine as well. The second question, though, is about hunger. If you never got hungry again, what would you choose to eat? I can think of many delicious things I might still choose to eat, favorite foods or desserts, but I think if I never got physically hungry again, I probably wouldn't eat nearly as often. It's actually the function behind some diet pills that they put out is that it reduces appetite and people just stop eating. When Jesus fed the multitudes, they recognized it as one of the signs that he was the Messiah. They were very excited by the prospect of always having enough food and never having to worry about where their next meal would come from. But what if they got to a point where they didn't hunger anymore because they could provide for themselves? Would they still follow the Messiah in that case? What would they end up hungering for instead? I think that is more and more the situation today, at least where I live, we, our family doesn't struggle for food and we have the necessities of life. And mostly we don't have to worry about where our support is going to come from. Without that anxiety, it does seem easier to be distracted from focus on the Savior and his gospel. This version of the feeding of the multitude recorded in John mentions that the people wanted to take Jesus by force and make him a king. Why, I wonder, was the miracle of providing food more impressive to them than all the other miracles? 
maybe because it was such a large group and they were all able to experience it simultaneously and personally instead of just hearing the stories about it. Or maybe they thought making him a king would not only bring about their political redemption, but it would guarantee freedom from want. Uh, Maybe they were getting tired of waiting for him to declare himself and come out as a political messiah. What was the hard saying that caused some of his followers to leave him? It seems like Jesus is getting more explicit with them about his true mission and how it differed from what they expected and wanted. They want to do the works of God, but they imagine these to be physical things like multiplying bread or kicking out the Romans, um, things that will put them back in position of power. At this time, they're specifically looking to Jesus for more food. They equated this miracle to the manna from heaven during Moses's time and want that sign to continue evermore. But he didn't want them to come just to be physically fed. So they were disappointed and even offended by his offer of himself as the bread of life. Jesus speaks symbolically to them of eating his flesh and drinking his blood. I think it's important to remember that this is not yet associated with any kind of a religious sacrament, so it probably sounded pretty shocking or disgusting. But Jesus later instituted the sacrament of the communion, perhaps to cement this particular moment in his disciples' minds and what they learned here. Maybe to eat his flesh and drink his blood means to completely incorporate the son's teachings into yourself so that they become part of you. You are what you eat. People say that all the time. You are what you consume. This reminds me of Nephi's invitation to feast upon the words of Christ. A feast is not just about satisfying hunger, but it's also about enjoying and savoring that which sustains us. I'd like to say a little about the construction of this poem. In it, I put some words into the Savior's mouth that are not recorded in scripture. I like to think of this as sort of like historical fiction. Um, Consider how the series The Chosen has put many words into the mouth of Jesus and the disciples to fill out the story. Um, It's a delicate balance. I want to take the existing words in the scriptures and reinterpret them in an artful way, but I also don't want to be disrespectful or twist the scriptures or God's words into falsehood or even just something that is pretty to read. I want it to have much the same meaning and feeling as the original. But the best I can do really is to pray for direction and also put out a disclaimer here that this is all just from my point of view and may not be exactly how it happened. It's also a little difficult to read a poem like this that has more than one speaker so that the audience can understand, especially since I don't use tags like he said or he thought. So I try to pause and vary my tone, but it may be helpful for you to read the text of the poem while you listen so you can follow who is speaking and when. This is a pretty good advice for any type of poetry reading, if possible, to be able to read the text at the same time as you listen, and it increases your ability to understand. 
Now I'll read the poem for you again. Peter. Will you also go away? He was always asking difficult questions. When your belly is satisfied, what bread will you crave? In the kingdom of heaven, where no one goes hungry, will you forget to eat? I was empty all my life, the pit of me always hollow, whatever my nets hauled in, until he came with his hard sayings. Course after course, I chewed, swallowed, digested. Now meals seem scraps, eating a fast. Surely he sees how he fattens my bones, flows through my veins like milk and honey. When you are all my living, where else can I go? That's all for today. You can find more of my poetry at facebook.com slash Latter-day Saint Poetry or visit maryjanerice.com. That's M-E-R-R-I-J-A-N-E rice.com. My contact information is in the show notes. Thank you for listening. May your time spent in the scriptures this week be rewarding.